Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. This week on the Vintage Radio Club, Love and Heartbreak in Old Russia in Anna Karenina, presented by the MGM Theater of the Air. To listen, join our Patreon page at vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio producing a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired March 23rd, 1941, and it's called Death Prowls at Night. does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> the shadow, the serious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. As the shadow, Cranston is gifted with hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion... The lovely Margot Lane is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Death Prowls at Night. Snow-covered Adirondack Mountains, in a tiny trapper's cabin, two men lie sleeping, quietly sleeping. Suddenly, the mournful howling of frightened dogs shatters the stillness of the night. One of the men, alarmed, rises quickly from his bunk and calls out to his partner. Yeah. Pierre. What? Wake up, Pierre. What is it? The dog. Something is frightening the dog. What can it be? I don't know. I'm going out to see. You wish to take my gun? No, no. I won't need it. All right. I shall put on my boots. What is wrong with your dog? I will come out and join you in a moment. Why are you hurrying? Can you see anything, Philippe? Oh, that does not seem to be... Oh. Philip! Philip, what is wrong? Uh, uh, I'm coming, Philip. Uh, Pierre! It's a wolf! A giant wolf! The crystal is killing him. Oh. Save yourself, Pierre! Save yourself! I must get the gun. The animal is turning on me. I must get the gun. If I can make the cabin, I will... Oh. Oh. 
We'd stayed in the village tonight. You mean on account of the snow? No, it's just that I don't like riding through these woods like this. Why, we've done it hundreds of times, Anna. I know, but it's different now. Oh, now, you've been listening to that wolf story, haven't you? Yes, I have. Well, now, that's a lot of nonsense. No, it isn't, John. Too many people have seen him. And what about the bodies they found? Bodies just torn to pieces by a savage beast. Now, Anna, we'll be home any minute now, and you'll be... Listen... What's that? Why, just dogs howling, that's all. Those dogs are frightened. I can tell by the sound. Now, Anna, stop imagining things. Get up there, boy. That howling is coming from somewhere behind us. All I can see is dark wood. John! Anna, what is it? The wolf. He's running behind us, following the sleigh. It's the wolf. Great heaven. Get up, boy. Get up. Faster. He's gaining on us. Well, we're going as fast as we can. He's right behind us. Lamont, we could almost go skiing again tonight after dinner. We could at that. How about it, Joe? You've been a guide around here for a long time. Do people ever do any moonlight skiing? Well, they have in the past, Mr. Cranston, but, well, I wouldn't advise it tonight. Why not, Joe? Well, it wouldn't be safe. Oh, you, uh, you mean this wolf scare that's going around? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I'm surprised at you. I've never heard of a man who's lived in the woods all his life being frightened by any animal. I'm not frightened by any animal. Uh, just a moment. What do you mean, Joe? This beast is not an animal. You mean a human is responsible for all these killings? A human mind is. A human mind in the body of a savage wolf. I don't understand, Joe. Have either of you ever heard of a werewolf? Yes, yes, I've read about them. Werewolf is a man who possesses the power to transform himself into a savage beast. That's right. I believe that the legends about them have all come from Central Europe. I don't think they are legends, Mr. Cranston. I believe they are fact. You see, I was brought up in Central Europe. Oh, now, Joe, you're not asking us to believe that we have a werewolf here in the Adirondacks. <laughs> well, you can believe what you wish, but I know what has been going on. I myself have seen the animal. Its cunning behavior, its ability to appear and disappear at will, its method of killing. There is a werewolf here. I'm sure of it. Well, I, I can't argue with you, Joe. Uh, here's your cabin, Margo. Yes. All right, I'll meet you at the lodge, Lamont, as soon as I'm dressed. All right, oh. See you later. All right. And I'll keep an eye out for the wolf, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Joe. Good evening, Miss Lane. Oh, you surprised me, Marie. Sorry, Mentel. Would you draw a tub for me, please? Uh, oui, Mentel. I have already done so. Oh, good. I trust that you enjoyed your skiing today. Oh, it was wonderful. Will you be wearing this blue dress, Mentel? Yes, that'll be all right. Marie, do you hear those dogs howling? Oui, Mentel. <laughs> eerie sound, isn't it? Uh, they often howl like that at night, up here, Mentel. I would not worry about it if I were you. Oh, they don't bother me. I was just... Oh, there's someone at the door. Will you see who it is, Marie, please? Good evening. Oh, good evening, Doctor. Who is it, Marie? It is Dr. Mendel, Mendel. He often comes here to the lodge. Oh, does he want to see me? Yes, if I may. Oh, then will you come in? Thank you. 
Good evening. Good evening. Uh, you're Miss Lane, I believe? That's right, Doctor. I saw you out skiing today. I wondered if you'd sustained any cuts or bruises that might need attention. <laughs> no, I seem to have come through without a scratch, thank you. Oh, that's fine. Fine. Up here for a rest, are you? Why, yes, sort of. Been tired, have you? Well, more in need of a change, I'd say. I see. Then you should not be indulging in such violent exercise as skiing. You should be resting, relaxing. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Uh, this is a personal question I know, Miss Lane. But have you had any medical attention lately? Have I had any? Oh, no. Not in the past six months. I see. Why do you ask, Doctor? Young lady, you are in a very highly nervous state. I make this statement freely because I specialize in such work. I suppose I should not have told you this. No. No, I'm glad you did. Your eyes have a strained look. They are weary. Very weary. Is that not so? Yes. Yes. Sit down, Miss Lane, please. Sit down? Yes. Uh, no, this chair, please. Yes. That's it. Now, just relax. Now, think only of peace. Look at me, Miss Lane. Look at me. Do you feel better now? Yes. Yes. I should say, Miss Lane, that you are very badly in need of constant medical care for the next few days. Don't you agree with that, Marie? Oui, doctor. I do. I have a small sanitarium nearby, Miss Lane. An excellent place for you to rest. I suggest that you spend a few days there. Whatever you say, doctor. Fine. Pack some of Miss Lane's clothes immediately, Marie. We are leaving for the sanitarium at once. <laughs> I haven't seen her since this morning. State police, attention. State police, attention. Be on the lookout for a young woman missing since 6 o'clock this evening. She is 5 feet, 5 inches tall. Weight, 118. Four hours without any work. Yes, I know. Looks bad. Oh, excuse me. Yes? Huh? What? Oh, I sent him right in. Where? What is it? A man outside who claims to have seen someone just an hour ago who resembled a missing girl. Where? Where did he see her? Well, I don't know yet. Uh, send for me, Sarge. Oh, it's you, Jennifer. Come in. Yes, sir. Uh, this fellow's a local farmer. Uh, where did you see the girl? Right near my house. I've seen her. Just an hour ago. And where is she now? I don't know. Good heavens, man. Don't you realize that half the police in the state were looking for her? Sure. Sure, but I didn't have no chance to get near her. What are you talking about? Now, it won't do any good, Mr. Cranston, to rush this guy. Uh, tell us what happened, Jennifer. Well, I was home, like I said. All of a sudden, my dog started howling. He was yelling so bad, I got the idea maybe there was someone prowling around the livestock. So you went out to investigate? Yeah. And then what happened? Well, first I looked around. 
couldn't see nothing. And all at once, they spotted somebody down in the lower field. It was a girl. A young, tall brunette? Yeah, I don't know whether she was a brunette or not. She's wearing a white ski suit. And that was Margot, all right. Running through the field in the moonlight. Running real fast, she was. And at her side was what appeared to be a giant gray dog, like. Uh, did you call out to her? Didn't have no chance. Before I could even say anything, she disappeared over the side of the hill. Sergeant, there's no time to lose. We must go to this man's farmhouse at once. But now, back to Death Prowls at Night. I'll take a squad up the other side of the hill, Mr. Cranston. We can all meet back here at the farm. All right, Sergeant. All right, come along, men. Right. Come on over this way here, right. boys. Mr. Jennifer. Huh? Yeah? When you first saw the girl, which direction was she coming from? Back yonder. Are there any other farms back there? Uh, not for a good many miles. Oh, I see. Back outside of Dr. Van Dane Sanitarium, there ain't another place in that direction. Dr. Van Dane Sanitarium? Huh? Now, where is that? About a mile up the road. In the same direction? Yeah. Who, uh, who is Dr. Van Dane? You must have seen him around the lodge. He's up there quite a bit. Oh, I see. That's very interesting. Could you lead me to the sanitarium of his? Sure. When would you want to go? Right now, Mr. Jennifer. Right now. Well, there's the sanitarium right ahead, Mr. Cranston. Thank you. If you don't mind, I won't go no further with you. The doctor don't like visitors much. All right, Jennifer. I'm grateful to you for your help. Uh, that's all right. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Oh, Miss Cranston. Yes? Be careful. Hmm. Yes. Excellent advice, Mr. Jennifer. Excellent advice. Yes? I'd like to... Say, aren't you Marie, Miss Lane's maid? Oui, monsieur. Well, where is I... she? Where is Margot? I do not know. Don't lie to me. Where is Miss Lane? Is that you, Lamont? Margot! Hey, let me in. Please, Margot! Margot, where are you? Right in here, Lamont. Oh, darling. Darling, you're all right. You're all right. Of course I am. Why are you so upset? Why am I upset? With half the countryside searching for you, not knowing if you're alive or dead? You had searching parties out for me? But of course. That was silly of you. Silly of me? Yes. Margot, don't you understand? I, I was alarmed about you, why you had disappeared and where. Tell me, uh, what are you doing in this place? I've come here for a rest, that's all. A rest? Yes. Yes, is there anything wrong in that? Well, no, Well, then but... stop behaving like a schoolboy. Margot. Leave me alone, will you? Margot, just tell me this. Why did you leave the lodges you did without telling me where you were going? I didn't think it's necessary to tell you. Well, uh, how did you meet Dr. Van Dane? He came to my cabin at the lodge. You've never seen him before? No. Well, how did you know it was safe to come here to this place? Because I trusted him. He's a very fine old gentleman. Oh, well... Where is he now? I don't know. Margot, you were seen several hours ago running through the nearby fields. Why were you out like that in the dead of night? Answer me, Margot. Lamont, will you please leave me alone? I refuse to answer any more of your stupid questions. Very well. Then I shall seek my information elsewhere. I'm going to investigate the other people who live within these walls. I shall visit them 
as the shadow. Only I could get to sleep. <laughs> Sorry to disturb your slumber, Marie. Oh, who is there? Don't be alarmed, Marie. I've chosen to make myself invisible to your eyes. Oh. Where are you? I am called the Shadow. What are you doing here? Why have you come to see me? I am seeking information from you, Marie. Information about Dr. Van Dyne. Oh. What about him? Where is he now, do you know? No. He has gone out. At this time of night? Where did he go? I do not know. Don't you think it odd that he should choose this hour to be out in this mountain wilderness? I do not question the doctor's habits. You came here last night with Miss Lane, did you not? Oui, monsieur. Why? Why was she brought here? How did he persuade her to come? He did not persuade her. She came of her own free will. You've known Dr. Van Dane before, haven't you? Answer my question. Oui, monsieur. For how long? How long have you known him? What difference does that make? It makes a great deal of difference. I suspect very strongly, Marie, that you aided him in bringing Miss Lane here. She came here willingly, I tell you. She needed a rest. Are you trying to make me believe that she chose to come to a sanitarium where she is the only patient? No. I've just determined that fact by searching the building. I know nothing about that. But you do know something about Dr. Van Dane, more than you're willing to tell me. No. Well, I shall continue to question you until you do. No. No, leave me alone. Where did he come from? What is his background, his place of birth? He was born in Europe. That is all I know. In Central Europe? We, I believe so. That's most revealing. Does Dr. Van Dane often indulge in nocturnal prowling? I do not know. You do know, but you're afraid to tell me. Oh, please, please, monsieur. Do not ask me any more questions. How does Dr. Van Dane feel about dogs? Does he have any around the house? No, he hates dogs. Then how do you account for the fact that Miss Lane was seen several hours ago running through the fields with what appeared to be a giant beast? I do not know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, you do. You also realize the significance. Of the appearance of Miss Lane with that huge dog like no. animal, don't you? No, you no, suspect it's... just as I suspect. What this means? But the thought is too horrible for you to voice, isn't it? Stop torturing me! You're being very foolish, Marie. By your very silence, you're bringing about your doom. <laughs> what do you mean, Monsieur? Don't you see what is happening? Your place is being taken. <laughs> Already, you've been supplanted. By Miss Lane. No, monsieur. When Dr. Van Dane has no further use for you, you know what that can mean, don't you? Yes. Then you must do something about it. You must act quickly. What? What is there to do? I am getting that young woman out of here at once. Meantime, you can call the police. If you tell them everything, everything you know about Dr. Oh. Van Dane, there is still a chance for your salvation. What? That is my only chance? Your only chance. But you must do this. At once. Did you succeed in getting the information you wanted? I did talk to Marie. Are you satisfied now that this is a perfectly safe place for me to be? Quite the contrary, Margot. I'm taking you out of here at once. Lamont, what are you saying? I found out something about Dr. Van Dane. If it's true as I think it is, your life is in danger every moment that you're here. Lamont, you can be so melodramatic. Margot, I'm giving you cold, hard facts. Do you remember the conversation that we had with Joe, our guide, about the people who'd been killed by a giant wolf? Yes. Do you remember his believing that the animal was really a human being? Oh, you mean that werewolf story? Yes. Oh. Lamont, are you trying to tell me that 
There may be something to that story? Yes, perhaps. Oh, fantastic. You're just making up a story in order to get me out. I'm not making up a story, Margo. Oh, no. What's the matter, Margo? You're trembling. Dogs. Why don't they stop their howling? Margo, why should their howling bother you? I don't know. I just hate the sound of dogs, this dog. Why don't they stop? Margo, I, I don't know what's happened to you, but this thing is part of it. What are you talking about? This, this fear of dogs. Oh, dogs no. You've never felt that way before. Oh, then your irritation at my being here and your nervous behavior, the way you're facing the room right now. You've got to get out. You've got to get out. I'm taking you out, Margo. Oh, no. No, I'm so alone. Margo, listen to me. We're leaving here together. Oh, no, we're not. You have no right to tell me what to do. I'm sorry, Margo. You're coming with me. Even if I had to carry you out you of here. You barely a hand on me. I'll... Oh, I'm sorry, Lamar. I lost my head, I guess. I didn't know what I was doing. Of course I'll come with you. Come right now. Oh, that's better. Thank you, Margo. Will you get my coat, please, in that closet? Well, surely. I don't see them in here, Margo. Are you sure they're in here? Margo! <laughs> Margo, let me out of here. Next time, you'll know enough to let me have my way. Margo! Goodbye, Lamar! Margo! Oh, I must find a doctor. I must let him know that I'm free. Looking for me, Miss Lane? Oh, I'm so glad that you're here, Dr. Bendy. I was worried about you. Really? Yes, I heard the howling of dogs. I was afraid that you might have been in trouble. You need never fear for me. I am too clever for them. Much too clever. Doctor, you seem upset. What's wrong? I just had a most unfortunate experience. Someone I trusted proved a helpless lawyer. Marie? Yes. She was about to telephone the police. About to betray me. See, she will never make the call? Never. But come, we have things to do, young lady. The night is short. Time is precious. Come, you have a mission to perform. Tell me. Did you enjoy the sense of freedom that you found earlier this evening, running through the open fields? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. I am pleased. You are progressing rapidly. I shall always follow your instructions. Excellent. You are most obedient. Come now. We are setting forth on our first great adventure, the supreme adventure. Before the night is over, you shall have learned to kill. I am ready. Very well. Come with me. <laughs> Who is that? One moment, Dr. Van Den. The shadow. Who spoke? I see no one. The young lady knows who I am, Doctor. Yes. Yes, it is the shadow. Young woman, do you know this unseen voice? Yes. Why is he here? How did he find us? I can answer that for you, Dr. Van Den. I am here to save this young woman from your evil power. I do not know what you're talking about. I don't wish to be saved. Leave me alone. I am aware of what you've done to this girl, Doctor. You've influenced her mind. Robbed her of a power to think for herself. By some form of hypnosis, you've gained control of her every thought. That's not true. Did you hear that, Shadow? She herself denies this. She denies it because you've willed her to do so. But I'm going to break this hold you have on her. No. No. I, too, possess the secret of hypnosis. And I believe that my power is greater than yours, Doctor. Just as the power of good is always greater than the power of evil. Leave me alone. Make him leave me alone. I am warning you, Shadow. Do not meddle in my affairs. You can't frighten me. Not when I know as much about you as I do. What? 
What do you know about me? That you are the one who is responsible for the savage, brutal killings in this neighborhood. That you have committed these crimes in the guise of a wolf. You mean I have transformed myself into an animal? Exactly. <laughs> that is preposterous. You are going back to medieval superstition, to the legend of the werewolf. It's possible you might possess that power, Doctor. How dare you say such a thing? Margot, listen to me. No, no. I am using all the power that I possess to reach into your mind. Oh, Feel please. it. Feel that power. No. Let my thoughts link with yours. Let them join together and drive out all evil. Remain no. firm, young lady. Do not listen to his lies. I'm trying, Doctor. I'm trying. Concentrate on one thing and one thing only, Margot. The thought that no. I'm sending to you. Grasp it. Hold it in your mind. Drive it from your mind, young lady. Oh, please, please, both of you. I can't think. It will come through, Margot. The thought will come through. Those dogs. Where are those dogs? They are looking for you, Doctor. Those dogs? They belong to the police. Huh? That frightened you, doesn't it? You are not able to concentrate oh, now. Please, please, Doctor. The way is clear now, Margot. You can receive my thoughts alone. You're coming back to me. You're coming back to me. Yes. Yes. They're coming nearer. Yes, so the police will be here. Someone get away. They will never get me. You're staying here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Come back here, Dr. They'll never get me. I was in his power, Lamont, for all that time? Yes, Margot. Then we must find him. We must. Oh, you oh. What was that? I don't know. That sound came from the trees here. Come on, Margot. Oh, is that you, Kelly? Uh, no, it's me, Officer Lamont Cranston. Oh, Mr. Cranston. Hey, you found the girl. Yes. Good work. Uh, what were those shots? Uh, what were you firing at? Hey, this big fellow here. Lamont, it's a wolf. A huge gray wolf. Yes. Is he dead, Officer? Yes, sir. Plenty dead. Well, I guess that's the end of the wolf that's been killing people around here. Yes. The end of the wolf. And it may also be the end of Dr. Van Dane. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I actually enjoyed this story. I like the idea of the werewolf without actually having any concrete evidence of the fact. I also thought the dialogue from Margot under the doctor's spell was so much fun. It was as if she gained some power and broke free of the damsel of the distress role she typically is in. It was a nice change of pace. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more 
with the shadow. For ILoveOldTimeRadio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.